previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Working in a restaurant, if there's one good thing about it, it's that I don't feel um, too passionately about <laughs> attending. About, your, about <laughs> the work that you're doing. They were talking about a woman who invented a, um, it's a sex toy that gives you a simultaneous orgasm is how she painted it. I could get down with like an episode of Rugrats or something, like some of the Nicktoons were okay. Talk about leaving stuff in for the parents. They're at the corner of Siegfried and Roy Streets because they're in Fairyland. <laughs> Casting director responded to my reel and offered me a ship that is three days in Bermuda. No, period. Oh, bunny, little bunny, little baby bunny. Uh, oh my God. The fucking Snow White parade that's happening outside your window <laughs> right now. And so when you shave your beard without warning a bitch, it is a little bit shocking. I jumped from meat eater to vegan after like years of being friends with her as a vegetarian. And I was like, I'm vegan. And she's like, fuck you. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Good morning, sunshine. It's 1.30, but we're perky, so we'll call it morning. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> it's okay. Nobody needs to... I'm sorry. Yes. Happy 9 a.m. <laughs> I have had a whole ass day already. An asshole day or a whole ass day? <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, I did poop. Um. Oh, good for you. I haven't done that yet. Crazy. Oh, God. Your poop schedule's off these days, friend. So off. It's because... Well, it's because um, I had a brunch this morning, which was so lovely, and I'll talk about that in a second, but um, when your schedule... When I don't have my normal like coffee routine, then it really messes with my poop schedule, you know? Yeah, I do. Also, got to get on them fiber pills. I know. Okay, you have been screaming it from the rooftop. I did get Pure for Men. If anyone doesn't know, Pure is it's basically just highly concentrated fiber that is uh, marketed toward gay men to, to keep their pipes clean and ready. It's no more highly concentrated than like a regular fiber supplement you would take. It just is like a proprietary blend. Um and it is it's honestly it's perfect. I'm taking a lot of fiber supplements because I like to be regular AF and that one is the one to take. Take two every afternoon or evening and the next morning with my coffee. It's like clockwork. Promo code MBFJ at Pure for Men. Um <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Me too. Let's get them on board. If you want to sponsor our podcast, slide into our DMs. It, basically you could get similar products in any brand but it's like marketed to make the prep for bottoms easier um but also one could just use it for daily maintenance which seems to be your mo absolutely i mean a fiber supplement is good for everyone to take if you i mean colon health is very important uh (laughs) and i eat a lot of leafy greens but i also you know just want a little extra help and it is just the best thing in the world so uh yeah it's like clockwork unless i get on an airplane i could take a 30 minute flight and i'll be off for two days Something about air travel fucks me right up. A shakeup of the schedule will really do it. And after having um, explained this fun tidbit of anal hygiene, hi, welcome to my best friend's journal. (laughs) Anal hygiene. God. (laughs) (laughs) We use the A word a lot. Uh, Yeah, hi, I'm Cam. I'm Mike. 
and this is our podcast. Um, tell me about your brunch that you had this morning. It is a random weekday, so I'm so curious as to why you already had brunch. It is. Well, um, a couple of Michaela's friends from Atlanta had to road trip across the country. So along the way, they were like... Sounds familiar. I know, right? Um, so they wanted to stop by and say hello, and Michaela and Christian have a nice outdoor table to use. So we got to have like an open-air uh, homemade brunch. And I got to tell you, it was just so lovely to converse like a normal interact with humans yes and interact specifically (laughs) with humans that like i i know and i'm friendly with but don't know well i didn't have to fill them in on too much but they also didn't know everything and it was just nice to remember how to talk to people in public (laughs) are these people that you've met before i have met them before they're a super lovely couple so fun and just it was just nice it was just it just made me uh get excited for more of those experiences when i'm living on my own i i think that that is my hope for you in Philadelphia. It's also my hope for me in uh, in Sydney once once we finally get there, uh, because um, you know I've worked from home for a long time. You have a pretty like small circle here in California, a small social circle, um, and neither of us really have a larger community. We've both taken you know stabs at trying to become a part of a larger community, but to only limited success. Um, so that's a big goal of mine in when I'm in Sydney uh, with school and uh, trying to find extracurricular activities, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also you, I mean, you're going to be living and working in a new place with different friends around. And I think that's definitely something to look forward to. It's uh, not that there's anything wrong with routine and seeing the same people all the time, but uh, you know, widening that circle a little bit is healthy. Absolutely. It's like kids going off to college. Even if you love your family, it's fun to just get immersed in something new. Yeah. 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 Um, we both had busy mornings. I woke up at like, uh, well, no, not like I woke up at five fifteen this morning. Jesus, uh, went... that is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, because, uh, gyms are starting to open up out here, but everything has to be socially distanced. So, uh, if you want to get into a class, you have to reserve a spot. And the only spot I could reserve was in a, um, it was in a 6am class. So, um, I went and, worked out. And then I came home, I made breakfast. I went to Starbucks. I went and got my car washed because we're starting our trip across the country. I cleaned the house. And then I texted you. This was all before 10 AM. Peter was still asleep because he had a super late night at work. He's working Australian hours. Yeah. He was up until like two 30 in the morning. Uh, and so it was 10 AM and I was bouncing off the walls. <laughs> I couldn't, I, I like had to remain silent. So I was just like walking around, bopping to my headphones. Anyway, um, it's been, it's been quite a day already and it's not even halfway over i do love an early morning i have to get into that routine because it obviously it affects your whole day and if you go to bed late yada yada makes it all hard but when i get into that early morning routine it always like i feel so productive and i feel it just like sets me up for a successful happy low anxiety day generally can i tell you what has really rocked my world lately that has to do with uh sleep schedule and early mornings to go on Weed drugs. Weed drugs. Other people know that as just weed or marijuana or... (laughs) (laughs) I have these like little... um, They're not even edibles. They're just pills. They're little like sleep aid pills. Um, Bitch, they are just drugs. That's just like pure for men. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's just fiber and that's just weed. (laughs) No, it's it's sleepy weed. It's not exciting weed. There's different kinds. I'm kidding. You you know of all people. (laughs) I don't know if you know this about weed, but there's different strains. Um, I know. I got to keep bouncing around because I abuse one of them too much until I can't feel it. And so I'm like, can I get a new strain that I haven't, that my system isn't used to? Um, I don't like a ton of weed. I like, um, like low dose, uh, you know, just to get the, the feeling that I want, but not to feel actually high. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have been taking these sleepy 
pills when I'm trying to go to bed early. And I mean, it gets me to this really lovely place where my mind is just not too loud for me to sleep all of a sudden. You know, I can just like I hear that. It's like I can just choose to enter this like quiet place that allows me to fall asleep very quickly. It's like magic. Couldn't agree more. That is basically where I am with marijuana in general these days, even if it's not right before bed. Like I it takes me more than I'm usually willing to consume to get pretty high. So most of the time when I have any weed, it is just an anxiety reducer. It just calms my mind. And I've said this before, but it is the one thing that just like clears the clutter. It like, it it helps me quiet my mind. Is that what you said? Yeah. Now more than ever, I feel like everyone is feeling that way. Like there's so much, I was, I was listening to this woman, this therapist talk on NPR this morning and she is, she was just explaining like as a, like as a society, like all the, the things that we're going through and like the, the like shared trauma of this experience where everyone is living in this unknown and there's so little to plan for. And anyway, all this, she, she was, <laughs> yes, I Dina. I never actually saw it. I don't know. How. I never saw it either, but damn, I heard that song. I have heard that song. Uh, anyway, it just, it made me think like everyone's a little bit on edge these days. Um, actually just earlier this week, again, I don't do a lot of weed. What do you say when you never, I never smoke consume. it. I like the edibles. I, I've been saying consume cause I do like, I, I vary up how I, I mean, between vaping, smoking, eating and injecting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was gonna say drinking. I have like those, um, they have those little bubbly beverages Those are actually super yeah. fun. Um, they yeah. are consume. I think is good. I very rarely free base anymore. Um, but when I do, what uh, free base, free base. Yeah. What's that? It was like how people uh, like cooked uh, either heroin or crack cocaine like in the 90s. Ah, <laughs> ah yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's <clears throat> it's a process of freeing the cocaine base from the salt form in which cocaine is naturally found. While crack cocaine is produced by mixing the original cocaine with a combination of water and baking soda, free-based cocaine comes from using ammonia to extract the base. The more you know, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Freebasing is in my mind because of an old Wanda Sykes stand-up routine. There's no way in the world you would have gotten that story out of me. I would have made up anything. I don't care. I'm like, Wanda, what what happened? Uh, I was freebasing. Freebasing? Wanda, people don't freebase anymore, and this is why. Anyway, that's not where I was going with this. Um, the point. I was trying to make is I don't take a lot of drugs. I don't usually love them. However, I do. Um, the other day I was talking to my friend Kelsey on the phone and it was, um, I've recently finished my quarter at school. I wrapped up a couple big work projects. We're moving at the end of this week, but I didn't have a ton to do. And you know, I'm a monster. If I don't have a to-do list, I just, I don't sit still. Well, I'm, I'm the only time I ever sit still is like, if I'm on vacation, I don't have everything like my life around mm-hmm. me to distract me. Um, and she was like, bitch, I need you to calm down take some weed and relax in that <laughs> pool. You're in a vacation town and a vacation house for a limited amount of time. Just relax. I was like, you know what? That's really good advice. Oh, bless her. Honestly, I'm disappointed that I didn't tell you that advice. Like I'm, <laughs> well, you didn't, you weren't getting the full brunt of my just like nervous energy. Like, ah, I don't have enough. I don't have anything to do. That's true. I forced you to be um, on the receptive end of that most of the time. <laughs> oh, stop forcing me to receive. Um, <laughs> why you're on pure for men. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I took her advice. I lounged in the pool. I popped a, a couple of low dose edibles. I, I read a book for like two hours. I took my damn time making dinner nice and slow. I played some video games. It was like a whole half of the day where I just, it mellowed me out. I didn't feel high at all. I just felt calm and it was so beautiful. However, last point, 
Weed does not make me better at video games. It makes me much, much worse. It was a yeah, lot harder to play. That's kind of how I feel about driving. People are always like, oh, I'm a better driver when I'm stoned. I'm like, you're definitely not. And please don't pretend. You're definitely not. That's an excuse to drive altered. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard people say that. Like, I drive under the speed limit. I'm like, that doesn't make me feel better, actually. Like, it's Just... not what I'm worried about. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a lovely thing. And I keep hearing, especially as far as um, protesters are concerned and activists and the BLM movement, like, it is important to take active relaxation before before it becomes urgent like you can treat yourself so that you are refueled and ready to keep fighting versus like waiting until you are burnt out and the treatment is a lot more difficult you know yeah burnout's real um can i tell you i had like a very clear weed realization yesterday i got really really anxious about a lot of stuff and i had some weed to just calm down the mind calm all right i had some weed to calm down the mind aha i understand now (laughs) (laughs) and um I realized that like my anxiety kind of acts like a vacuum, like one anxiety trigger, if you will, kind of opens up the vacuum. And then anything that is like any small thing that could be construed as an anxiety, like becomes a part of this spiral. And I kind of Uh fall into this trap of just feeling all the anxiety without even knowing specifically what it's about. And that is, it's like the anxiety snowball effect. One starts the ball rolling and then everything else just clings to it. And it grows into like a bigger, bigger ball of anxiousness, like generalized anxiety, which seems so obvious now that we're saying it out loud, but I never really put words around it. And I'm like, ah, yes, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. And that I think is what the weed helps me do. It helps. Uh It shuts the vacuum off. Yeah. And that, that is why some people take anti-anxiety meds, yeah, you know, that, sure. is the, that is the goal right there. Like that weed works for you in that way. And it is, it's truly medicinal. That's fabulous. Did I ever tell you that I went to my high school reunion, like high as fuck? Ugh, why did you go to your high school reunion? I had to, my, one of my best friends was the uh, Mm-mm. president. Mm-mm. Yeah. She was the class president. She was organizing it. We had to like support and I was with uh, my childhood best friend who I mention all the time on here. And I remember in, in the house with her, she's just like running away from me. She's like, I'm not going, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I relate so hard to that. So the thought was like, get rid of some anxiety, but we overdid it. And then it is not, you just got fucking high as shit. Yeah. And it's not, that's not how weed works as far as anxiety is concerned. Like I'm putting myself directly in such a situation as a high school reunion a little high does not, it's the opposite effect. It cranks up the anxiety. Yeah. No, no, no. It's great if you're sitting on your couch, you want to quiet your mind. It's not great if you are going to throw yourself into something as triggering as that. Was it at your high school? No, it was like at a bar. Ugh. Yeah. Um. You have to have like your, um. you have to have your story ready. You have to like give your quick update and say what you're doing and prove why you're a successful um, graduate. (laughs) And I was like, this is exactly why we have Facebook, by the way, this is my whole thing is that why in the world are we going to high school reunions or even hosting them anymore when there are social media and you can like, I, the way I look at it is I have like different like rings of friends, like the rings on a tree. So like the, the, the innermost circle are the people I keep in touch with. There's a couple rings out from that of people that I generally know what they're doing mm-hmm. just because they're in my purview because social media or whatnot. The rest of those motherfuckers couldn't pick them out of a crowd. <laughs> Don't care. Not going to go like to a ours was in a hotel ballroom, but not going to go to a shitty ballroom to a cash bar and watch like a bunch of 30 year olds relive their glory days and get (laughs) fucking hammered. That sounds awful. Sorry, please continue. At a, at a certain point when I was trying to like figure out what my story was to share with people, I don't know why I didn't say like, 
uh, I work on cruise ships. That's fine. Or I've been doing musical theater. There's a bunch of things I could have grabbed onto. Instead, I was like, okay, I'm, I know I'm doing some kind of project with this journal. I don't know what it is. And somehow that boiled down to I'm writing a book. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, Romy. Thank you, Romy and Michelle. <laughs> I mean, a delightful movie. One of my favorites, but also like such cliche thing to do to walk into your high school reunion and, and make up a lie uh i gotta tell you that i can i cannot see a post-it in my adult life without reiterating the fact that they were invented by art fry from the 3m corp uh because learn that from Romy michelle when they get called out for their lie okay um i invented post-its <laughs> you're kidding you must have made a fortune well yeah <laughs> i used to watch that on the reg one of my very favorite moments in cinema is when Romy, played by Mira Sorvino, says, Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe is slowly filling up with blood and drags her foot off screen. <laughs> greatest moment in cinema. That's uh, <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, speaking of great moments in cinema, and I'm being real now, uh, truly great moments in cinema, um, my gayest moment of the week uh, doubles this week as a little bit of education because I watched a gay film. Gay. So this week uh, I watched uh, I Am Not Your Negro, uh, which... We watched. I watched it with you. And by with you, I mean at home at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, we both decided to watch it, um, but I I co-opted it as my gayest moment of the week. Um, Not actually terribly gay. There's almost nothing gay about the movie by itself, um, but it is about gay... uh, Gay Baldwin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's nothing terribly gay about the movie itself, but it is about James Baldwin, who was a gay black man, um, an author, a professor, uh, just a fascinating, fascinating man. Um, and this is a documentary that is based off of his notes about the the final book that he was going to write. And that was a really involved and ambitious project that he had decided to undertake uh, in which he would tell history through the lives of three of his friends who were murdered during the civil rights movement, Medgar Evers, Martin Luther King Jr. And Malcolm X, all of whom were murdered within a few years of each other, all of whom were leaders in their own right in the civil rights movement and all of whom uh, did not reach their 40th birthday. Um, And James Baldwin was, he was a contemporary of all three, um, and I don't even think that I should explain too much about the movie. I, I should just encourage everyone to watch it because it, it feels so relevant to today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's remarkable seeing like an, an early perspective on it. I thought for sure after watching 13th and listening to 1619 that I, I had a pretty good handle on what was happening, and then I watched this, and I was like, my God, that was a naive thought. Like The depth and, and scope of racism and inequality in america is so vast and, and a few movies are, are not going to cover it yeah um it, it like i said before it feels so prescient and relevant to to today um there uh, th- the way that it's actually kind of a strange movie it's a documentary but it's told um a lot of it is told specifically through notes that uh baldwin had made and also letters that he had sent um and then the it's it's intercut with um with newsreel footage from the 60s and like in all the years until today like even modern uh, newsreel footage it was really shocking when it uh it switched to like footage of ferguson in 2014 it felt you know what i mean it just it was it was like it's all right counterbalanced balanced by like the most popular like clips from like pop culture and movies back in in the 60s and a lot of it was like just these 
musicals like like the pajama game with Doris Day. They showed this whole like musical number um, of all these beautiful white people dancing through the park on a sunny day looking so happy. And this is like a popular movie. And then it cuts to like news footage from the day. And it is I mean, it's like there's lynchings happening in Alabama. You know, it's just it is it's all this just erasure and also just ignorance like like willful ignorance on the the part of pop culture and white people it's just so bizarre to think of these two americas and they mash them up together and it feels bizarre to watch yeah. but it is the truth and that's the point like yeah, yeah yeah it's very jarring yes baldwin's talking about the delusion that white america has has created for themselves to think that our bliss is all we need to know and we can ignore this problem we've created it's very eye-opening yeah one of the best parts about this movie is being able to watch the artistry and intellect with which he speaks. And as I was doing that, I'm thinking, wow, this is, in my opinion, an obviously gay black man who did not get murdered and how fucking lucky we are that he somehow survived the brutality of America and was able to leave the legacy that he did. He made an incredible point that really stuck with me. When anyone says, give me liberty or give me death. If they are white people, we support them. If it's the Irish, if it's the Poles, if it's Israel, we rally behind them. But as soon as a black person in America says, give me liberty or give me death, the choice that we offer them is death because they are not allowed in this country to fight for their liberty, which is so often denied them. Um, and that is that is 50 years after James Baldwin's heyday. We're we're still in that same place. Um, and I um, I will join him in being a cautious optimist because it's really the only option. We have to hope that we can get through this because there's no other option. Well said. Um, I mean, it's been a minute but we did start gayest moment of the week so would you like oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry um do tell me what was your gayest moment it's gonna feel like a real left turn here but... <laughs> that's okay that's what this podcast is about okay so my gayest moment was yesterday when i was on the phone with one of my best girls and i helped her walk through buying a new um sex toy for herself oh and your gayest moment involves your best friend's vagina it does but like in a strange way, it's super gay because, like, that's a very gay best friend thing to do. That's to, like, super true. We were on Dame Products, which had been recommended to me on a different podcast earlier that morning. It's an all-female-owned and operated uh, sex toy company, and it's really cool. They they have little diagrams, uh, like little animations on a bunch of their products about how they're used. It was so fun. They have cute little vulvas and... Uh, <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> some other toys, like, jumping into them. Anyway... We found her the perfect toy, and then immediately after purchasing, she realizes it's not going to ship for a month. Oh, no. And she goes, oh, well, I guess I'll have to put up with my boyfriend's penis until then. (laughs) (laughs) At least she has that at her disposal. Later on, after she made that disparaging comment about his penis, she made sure to say that he actually really focuses on her orgasm. And I was like, yes. It's yours, girl. And by yours, I do mean come <laughs> actually i did say to her yes wreck that puss which i think she actually liked <laughs> speaking of wrecking pussies should we get into your journal <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's predominantly what it's about <laughs> sorry bussies i misspoke mm-hmm, there you go Hey guys, Mike here. Just a little heads up, before we started the journal, Cam started singing Case of the X by Maya, which led us to a nearly unintelligible conversation that I'm going to spare you, but I'll sum it up in a few clips. I could tell it was your ex by your tone. Hi, welcome to 1997. For me, that was Lady Marmalade, and I was really happy about that. Oh my god, that's what made you gay. 
Ugh, I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. Oh, that sucks. Even when I dream of you. Before I read any of your journal, I require you to put in just a little bit of Roland by Limp Bizkit. Yeah, I definitely will do that for you. There you go. <laughs> I will not be derailed by Rolling. fucking Tina Turner. Rolling. Would you just like to be railed? Rolling on the river. <laughs> Listen, I'm in the journal. Get on board. It's January 25th, 2015. Do you care to give us any uh, background information on where we are? Michaela was in the ship. She's gone now. I got an offer for the shittiest possible cruise contract you can imagine. Um, and now I am just, I don't know, biding my time on the ship until it's over. Okay. Uh, well, on January 25th, it was a sea day. You wrote... Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> Speaking of biding my time, did you see that short I sent you? <laughs> Yes, it's amazing. There's a t-shirt I saw on Instagram that says, just Biden my time until the revolution with like the Biden logo. And like, no political propaganda has been more accurate. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Like, I'm going to vote for you. But I know this is just like what I must do until uh -huh. we get some real fucking change. Yeah. <laughs> Biden is the the butterfly bandage keeping this wound of a country closed <laughs> until <laughs> someone else can come in and like actually put stitches in yeah beautiful do surgery great yeah i'm a poet um all right on january 25th you're at sea says walk for wish meet stars farewell show and windjammer what does walk for wish mean uh walk for wishes is a fundraiser for make a wish they just organize like laps around the track and give out t-shirts and stuff and yes cameron your hand is up track on the ship yeah there's a, a running track on it's usually on the like top deck around like a balcony around the pool is it marked out where like so you know how far you're going yeah it's marked so you can tell what you're running but i don't, I don't think it's quite as big as a normal track or oh, it depends on the okay. ship i suppose truly cannot imagine anything more miserable i hate running anyway and running in circles is bad and then running on circles running in circles when the deck is moving underneath you sounds like a really shitty way to exercise actually it's kind of it's kind of nice sometimes yeah i would do it as like a cool down or a warm-up before it was usually connected to the gym. The views are gorgeous. You can watch the sunset. It's breezy. It's beautiful. And like it, even though it's a small track, you're because you're running around a little mini city in the middle of the ocean, you get a lot of different views. It's kind of nice. Okay. All right. I'll take it. Thank you for changing my mind. Um, sure. Speaking of shitty things that I hate on January 26th, <laughs> you're in Fort Lauderdale running is the Fort Lauderdale of exercise. If you know, you know, um, you told the casting director that you wanted your last ship, that dream contract, and he offered you two different ones. Um, yeah, he offered me two more, like, just a little less shitty than the first offer. Okay. <laughs> um, you sent your reel to other cruise ships and, oh, and immediately got on the hire list for um, a competing cruise company. Wow, that happened quickly. It did, and they, I actually got an offer for that, like, sometime very soon, and it was more money than I had ever seen at that point, and I was like, oh, shit, I need to do that. But then, well, we'll see what happens. Oh, okay. I'm actually very curious to know why you didn't take that, but uh, we'll find out soon. Um, so you went to ballet class, so you're keeping that shit up. Um, oh, and this says vegan day two of seven. You must be doing like a week, a week long vegan. Oh yeah. Journey. Did we miss that yesterday? It, it, you didn't write it down. Oh wow. Um, that's it. I started being vegan. I guess January twenty fifth or so. Yeah. Um, Oh, d d so you started doing this week and you never quit? That's basically what I was like. I had a lot of questions from my friends who were vegan at the time. And I was like, just annoyingly asking. And I was like, oh, you know what? I can find some answers if I just do this for a week. Just do a week, no commitment. And then after that, I can get back to things I enjoy. And then after a week, I was like, I guess I could do it for another couple of days. And that's how it started. Okay. 
Um, on the 27th, you're at sea again, but it's a day off. You slept late, got coffee, and played Jack, which you love to do. I just fucking love trivia, dude. I'm with you. We have that in common. How are we going to play trivia together on our road trip? <gasps> you know what we should do? We should do a crossword together every morning on, on the road. Like, uh, we could a get... A crossword puzzle? Yeah. That's, New York Times? That's Yeah, we get the New York Times app. It's kind of like trivia, but it's in puzzle form, and we both love trivia and puzzles. That's true. It is like trivia, because they offer you, like... A vague clue, and you get a hint by where it is on the board. Uh huh. That's how crossword puzzles work, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for mansplaining crossword puzzles to all of us, you dick. Um, January twenty eighth, you're at sea, swing city, decent show, hard to sing, conditioning, vegan is hard to do on a ship. I bet that's true. Beautiful bluebird. Sorry. <laughs> the, fuck with the ornithology at this uh oh nice big word is that the study of birds or nature what is that um yes ornithology is the study of birds and this is the second recording where you have uh interrupted me to comment on a bird outside last time it was a roadrunner which you called gorgeous was it the second time or was it the what episode are we on 55th time (laughs) (laughs) since you've been since we've been recording remotely and you've been facing that window usually you talk about some sort of animal you see since you've been gone can breathe for the first time i'm so moving on yeah yeah you know these recordings would be so much faster if you just would do like one phrase but every time there's a song you do a full like 16 bar cut yeah i want to get to the good riff you know (laughs) i do know i i know very well um also my manager at um my last restaurant that i stop calling me your manager (laughs) i do not work for you (laughs) um my manager at my last restaurant which by the way i haven't quit and i think it's going to be hysterical to wait so like i'm only wait a... until you're pennsylvania <laughs> yes <there's... laughs> oh i don't actually live in california anymore please take me off your roster exactly so there's only a small group of uh people that are working at this restaurant now because they only need you know a smaller workforce and uh i am not one of those people and so by the time they call Weird. me back it's almost like you used to be an awful employee <laughs> <laughs> would say really inappropriate things and you're not at the top of their to call list it's not gonna eat anyone's dirty fucking butthole and yeah. i think most would agree mm-hmm. again at work but you that, were saying that. at work yeah <laughs> would you rather eat out our manager who's a cute young bro oh good you- so you brought management into this <laughs> speaking of asshole anyone interested in dessert <laughs> jesus christ mike my co-worker says to the chef what do you mean you know this guy i like it i go oh you mean because i'm a fat <laughs> jesus mike yeah, it's strange. I don't really understand it. <laughs> I'll give him two weeks. Oh, that's Maybe. pretty funny. You'll give him two weeks. No, you fucking won't. I'm, I'm um, usually a pretty pretty considerate quitter. But at this point, I, like, it doesn't really matter because I'm already not there. So it just kind of feels my regard for waiting tables is already so low. So you can only imagine being furloughed from waiting tables. Yeah, telling your 25-year-old manager. Not going to be the top of your to-call list when you're leaving. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you why I brought that up. My manager's just constantly singing since you've been gone. He's been singing it for oh. like 10 years, apparently. I just met him last year, but everyone he knows has been like, oh yeah, that's been on loop in his head for a very long time. Oh, I wonder if it like, if he listened to it like during an acid trip or something and then like he, he carved a neural pathway and that's like the one earworm he's never going to be able to get rid of. 10 years is a long time. I mean, does deep, he do drugs? Deep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does sounds, do sounds like one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> This is Cali, man. <laughs> All right. On the 29th of January, you are back in Orangestad, Aruba. Someone's going to tell me I'm saying that wrong at some point, probably. Um, 
You slept late and went to Starbucks um, and second floor Cuban restaurant. Day five of being vegan. Um, you saw Wedding Ringer at movies. So funny. The fuck is the Wedding Ringer? Oh, some shitty movie with Josh Gad, I think. Maybe Kevin Hart and Josh Gad. That might be really wrong. I don't wow. know. Google it. You're not wrong. It's it- Kevin Hart and Josh Gad. Damn. Oh, I'm proud of that. Wow. Um, I'm color me impressed. That is a little crazy. I'm impressed that, well, not impressed. I guess more disappointed that I thought it was hysterical because I can't imagine that being a great movie. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> thought it was great. There was a little movie theater in Aruba that was a really easy, fun way to feel normal for a second off a cruise ship. You're living on a cruise ship. Things feel like you're living on a cruise ship. So to go yeah. to a movie is such a mundane kind of entertainment that just kind of Ugh. makes you forget that you're you know stuck at sea i miss movies i love them so much literally one of my favorite things to do i know i like it a lot too i love to gorge on popcorn until like i literally feel ill and i like have digestive problems for a week after why do i do that i don't know movie theater food is one of my dearest pleasures though i love movie theater nachos because that cheese is so not cheese that i can eat it and not get sick at all they call it cheese but there's not a trace of lactose in it it's like vegan adjacent so oh speaking of vegan uh you said this is day five of being vegan you watched oh so you were in the documentary phase of, of veganism um because you watched forks over knives um mm-hmm. and then you told the casting director no to the contracts that he offered you i just want to say yas bitch to myself um <laughs> yas bitch as they say they do say that um There are so many times in this journal and in my life when I'm like very wishy-washy, I don't know what I want, but here I'm very confidently saying, no, this is not what I want. I love that. This is not just saying no, but like he came back with another offer, still don't want it and said no again. I felt no obligation or guilt, which is honestly was hard for me to come by to feel the power of just doing what it is that I truly want to do. Good for you. You're showing growth and not in that way. Not not my boner. Um, No, not your boner. Put that away. I do not want a cyber. Um, want to cyber is don't do you remember say, saying cybering back in like junior high no you don't remember that at all no not one not one else. it was part of the zeitgeist in the early 2000s everyone was on aim all the time people would talk about i like i heard that girl cybered with that boy cybered so now like that evolved to just sexting yeah absolutely um, went off of your family computer and into your pocket computer okay now that that's clear you want to cyber <sighs> january 30th don't dismiss me I will dismiss the shit out of you. You're in, you're back in Kralendike, Bonaire. Uh, did this cruise just go ABC, ABC, ABC? It's like you're in these places a lot. Um, this one might. This is another ship that kind of changed um, changed itineraries a lot. It didn't change as often as my first contract. Like that one kind of had no home port, but it seems like this has a home port for like a month, and then it'll have a new home port for another month. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um. While you were on Bonaire, you went to a spice resort to lay out Bonaire. lots of... <laughs> Sorry, I'm being a child. It's just like a French accent saying Bonaire. Please excuse my Bonaire. <laughs> oh, she's back. Hi, Meth Mouth. Um, you, uh, you were at the spice resort. You went there to lay out. You got lots of bug bites. You also got roti. Um, you watched hmm. Vegucated and gave notes for the group. and gave head to a stranger no <laughs> nope not anything that exciting notes do you have sex on the ship anymore do you know yes i do oh good can't wait uh sorry you had nothing else to say about that you want to tell me about the roadie you ate we don't need to know about that it was delish i love roadie i love caribbean food it's really vegan friendly fascinating <laughs> uh january 31st 
Abfab and Payday. Woohoo! Make that money, boo-boo. Oh, here's a weird word in a, an entry that I've never seen in this journal before. Schmagiggy? Yeah, schmagiggy. <laughs> that was a term from Rugrats that just, like, stuck with me. They, like, visit Tommy's Jewish grandparents to do a, sh- a schmader. <laughs> a seder. <laughs> I don't know why that tickled me so much <laughs> to do a schmader. It's like, uh, you, you're so uneducated about Jewish people. You know I when know. they eat, like, schmader or something? <laughs> <laughs> the grandfather refers to, like, Tommy's butt as his schmagiggy. And oh I, my just, god, like, that's so funny. Yeah. Schmagiggy. I wonder if that's actual Yiddish or if that's, like, a Rugrats uh, nonsense term. I'm inclined to believe a Rugrats. It probably is actual Yiddish. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Oh, let's look it up. figure out. From Yiddish. Slang, foolish nonsense, or untruthful rubbish. Why oh. I've never heard such shmagegi in my entire life. Oh, so maybe he was. Maybe it was just like an exclamation. Shmagegi. I can't remember. I also like. Is it Grandpa Pickles or what's his name? He's just like that. Like <laughs> uh-huh. he's the worst. The worst babysitter ever. <laughs> oh no! Different Grandpa, other side. Yeah, I remember that wacko as well. <laughs> did Did he like live with them or was he just always there? He was just like the. Yes, he was like wait. the. He did live with them, and now I'm like, why do I remember him as being like a wacko? He absolutely is watching porn one episode when he's babysitting the kids. He like went to the video store. (laughs) Yes, they go to the video store to get like, uh, um, what's that dinosaur that they used to follow? That there was like a dinosaur TV show that the babies liked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Reptar, Reptar, Reptar. Um, Good job. They go to get like a Reptar movie and the grandpa's like, this one's for you. And then he's like, and here's one for grandpa. And it's like a very obvious porn. Uh, Yeah. Grandpa Lou from the Rugrats gets porn. You're exactly right. He's holding out a Reptar tapes and then he's got, oh my God, it is. (gasps) That is hilarious. They used to hide some shit in those Nick cartoons and like not even. Siegfried and Roy Street. Yes. Last episode. Bring it back. (laughs) Wow. That's really funny. Um, Anyway. You're in Barbados. So wait, I said shmagiggy because you said <sighs> there's going to be a word that I've never said before in the journal. And I guess that that word might be shmagiggy. It wasn't. But oh, yeah. what was the word? Yes, it's the end of this entry. Uh, so February 1st, you're back in Barbados with Rihanna. You went to Seasons, uh, watched the Super Bowl with B2. Great roadie. Two days in a row, you had roadie. Great roadie sounds like, like great roadhead. roadhead. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. really, really does. Roti. Or like a road Go- soda, like a beer for the car, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a good roadie, honestly, like in a like a beer in the car on the way to, not when I'm driving, but like we, in the back of an Uber on the way to a club. Yeah, I bet your Uber driver appreciates that, but we all know what you mm-hmm. mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to have them in like a... Uh, Are you ever? Like I don't New think... Orleans. Oh, okay, yeah. Pretty sure you can. Or in Vegas, you're allowed to have them in the back of a cab. Wow. I say allowed. I've, I have many times and a cab driver's never once said anything to me, so it must be allowed. Anyway, hmm. <laughs> uh, here's the word I've never seen in here. CrossFit workout. Wow. Wow. Who are oh you? Oh my God. I mean, I like the word schmagiggy better, to be honest with you, but <laughs> uh, the twos I'm hanging out with a lot here are- um, Very fit, uh, it sounds like. Yeah, they're super fit, and they, I was just working out with them the whole time. Remember, actually, I think way at the beginning of this contract- I met them, and the yeah. very first thing we did together was work out, which seems insane. It's just really great to have some workout buddies. It is. It's actually a quick way to make friends because you have to be pretty vulnerable when you work out if you're working out hard. It's, like, not a pretty thing. I don't know. For some reason, it makes it really easy to, like, connect with people. Um, it is June 24th that we're recording this, and just today, CrossFit announced it is being bought 
by someone and who is going to be the new owner and CEO. So that racist, sexist son of a bitch that's been the owner, 100% owner for forever that everyone's up in arms about and all these gyms are disaffiliating, he's completely divesting from the business, will be in no way involved anymore. Well, thank God. Honestly, it's one of those things like people protested with their dollars and Mm -hmm. change happened immediately. Affect the fucking wallet and then Mm -hmm. we'll make change. Time will tell if they make Changes enough for me to feel good about continuing to pay money to CrossFit gyms. But for now, uh, it seems like they're heading in the right direction. It makes me really, really encouraged by, um, I mean, I lost CrossFit and J.K. Rowling in one week. It was like heroes toppling left and right. Uh, Mm. I'm just like, I I would really like to be able to continue going to um, these gyms, whether or not they have CrossFit on the sign. But I'm not going to do it until I know I can in good conscience. Is that clear? V clear. And I also promise you to never do CrossFit again myself. So don't worry. Don't make him, don't make promises you can't keep. You're going on a road trip with me. I'm going to drag you into gyms. Uh, February 2nd, you're in St. Lucia. Um, it just says pirate ship exclamation point. So uh, great. So <laughs> fucking fun. <laughs> oh, tell me about whatever activity this is. Oh, it was so wonderful. Honestly, like one of the highlights of this contract. Wow. Yeah, the whole entertainment team rented out a pirate ship um, that... Rented out? Yeah, it's just like you'd rent a catamaran, but it's a pirate ship. Um, Oh, okay. You just drink like a very strong rum punch, and there's a plank to be walked, and we all put on like eye patches, and like it's just a bunch (laughs) of drunk friends being stupid on a pirate ship. Do you literally just like walk off the plank and then swim in the ocean? Yeah, you jump off the plank. It was so fun. That's just like a diving board on a boat. That's so fun. Yeah, there was a rope too. You could swing off it. It was just honestly stupid and fun that is amazing yeah you you put cast crew and musicians we all sailed to piton peaks and drank you had a great vegan lunch um then you napped and went to azumi's for dinner um oh lovely day well on the next day you're back to work february 3rd you have an invitation to dance tech run dc scolded you for singers laughing uncalled for and unfair (laughs) excited to get away from ship life to good shows uncalled for and unfair in hindsight, I'm going to probably guess it was called for and fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you're supposed to be keeping the singers in line. Yeah, I'm I'm like responsible for myself and three others, and she's responsible for everyone else. And uh, these tech runs are all so, they're mandatory for safety. You have to do it in the morning before a show just to make sure that like all the apparatuses are going to work the way they're supposed to. And, you know, just like a, a dry run for safety. And that said, the singers never, ever, like, full out sing. It's usually, like, 9 in the morning. We mark it. The dancers don't really do full out anything. So everyone's just always silly. But sometimes it takes longer. Things go wrong if you're being too silly. Um, But obviously I'm offended to be criticized. I'm sure I was leading the bullshit. (laughs) I love this, like, uh, this this attitude right now. This, like, just happy to take the blame retrospective, Mike. Um, On the 4th of Feb, you're at sea. Dance class, Jim, continued watching Drag Race with the twos. Sound like good friends. So on the 5th, another day at sea. Uh, February 6th, you're back in my least favorite place on Earth. Where's um, that? Shut up. Uh, America's droopy dick, Florida. Um, oh, yeah, it does look like that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I've never heard that before. Interesting. It's literally a line from Broad City. <gasps> oh, when, I am. When they go to Florida. Yeah, uh, duh. I am embarrassed. I'm so. I'm so sorry. That's okay. You're not as good of a fan as you thought you were, but that's okay. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, There's nothing more offensive you could say to me. Sorry. 
you spent $140 on vegan groceries. <laughs> Glad to know in year three, we're still keeping the financial journal alive and well. Hana P. And then, so you went to Green Bar and got two Chipotle burritos for the ship. So you have two bags of groceries, at least $140, and two burritos. And you've told me that you're not allowed to bring food back on the ship. So how? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just like picturing myself duct taping it like all across my body and just wearing thick layers um i don't really know but god Bold. bless um you started cleaning and then shaving a haircut everyone is shocked at my face <laughs> every fucking time been there <laughs> been shocked by that face <laughs> <laughs> every time every time i get a shave and a haircut i look like a different person you have a thick bold dark beard so when I you do. take it off your face we can see that creamy skin underneath it is shocking creamy Huh. Oh my God. What? Oh, I just had like a repressed memory come back. Oh my God. What? About a guy I knew in college. I was going to say you're like, I was going to call you El Blanco Cubano. And then I realized that I have that phrase in my head because I knew a Cuban guy in college who went by, or who all his whole family called him that because he was the palest Hispanic person I've ever known in my entire life. Really dark features, re- like jet black hair, really, really dark eyes and like pale pale white skin and he was straight he was dating one of my girlfriends is now married and has kids and we got drunk one night and he like completely like tackled me and tore my clothes off and we fooled around and he was like dating one of my girlfriends and Uh, he he, and i remember i was like on top of him and he was like oh my god he goes he goes i don't think i'm ready for you to fuck me right now and i was like (laughs) right now like (laughs) Like maybe later or like could have been earlier. Like what, what do you mean? You don't think you're ready. Like it was, it was not like a, I don't think I can have sex with a dude. It was like a, I don't think you can fuck me right in this minute because I'm not ready. I was like, this is not the first time this has happened, sir. We never talked about it again. He had a huge fat uncut dick though. And I remember that like, wow. Just like, I, I have not thought about him in well over a decade and that all just like came rushing back to my head as you say that i remember once lying next to a straight guy i think he's still straight um his girlfriend was at the party and he we were all like drunk in some you know parents basement and he like was spooning me i don't know where his girlfriend was and then he put his hands on my pants and started like jerking me off and you were like don't mind if i do basically i was like okay <laughs> like <laughs> guess we doing this <laughs> right i'm like I, it was just so strange like how i mean that's the fucking problem it's all a spectrum and like i do think this is a straight man and maybe he was just like feeling it for the moment like there are people are allowed yeah. to have those moments that we but we just are such a black and white culture we refuse any kind of nuance in anything especially sexuality but that happens crazy i i think this guy was probably bi um but like came from a like very like uh, like a, a culture at home uh he just wouldn't come out he was like very he was very concerned with people knowing that he was masculine and straight but he was like the cool straight guy that was friends with a bunch of gay guys and now looking back on it first of all like obviously today i if like one of my girlfriend's like boyfriends tried to hook up with me i'd smack his hand away and be like what the fuck are you doing but in college for yeah, some reason that was fine <laughs> yeah but i just like I, I i was not completely uh innocent in that situation because i definitely knew and loved his girlfriend at the time so that was not a really cool thing for me to do but at the time i was like cool didn't know this was gonna happen we're like oh god we should have probably known better or like treated our girlfriends better but like you don't 
those opportunities are few and far between, especially when we were growing up. We didn't even see it on TV. We didn't know that we'd ever get a chance like that again to even like we're in the closet yeah. we, ourselves. We don't like it, it's an opportunity to experiment yourself. And like, it's not I don't know. It's not so easy to make those rational decisions of like, well, my girlfriend's going to be hurt by this. Instead, you go uh-huh. with what feels right in the moment. I also in college, I was not at all opposed to hooking up with the um, straight presenting guy because a lot of guys that are now gay were like straight in college and they were there like experimenting and figuring that shit out. And that was part of like being part of that was fun for everyone involved. (laughs) It's fun then at this point. I'm like, I don't want to train anymore. Go figure that out with someone and come back. Oh my God. That sounds exhausting. Exhausting. There are a lot of, there are a lot of gay guys who think straight dudes are super hot and they like love the chase. It really does not appeal to me. Not interested. I mean, I'm also married, but still (laughs) it's like, not really uh the same thing okay that is plenty of journal for this week we're making some really good progress into 2015 already um mike before we go have we heard from any listeners this week um we have one from darren from the uk and he says i'm gonna do this in a british accent if you don't mind oh oh good Uh, he's sure to be offended but i will be delighted It's 3.47 a.m. here in the UK. Just come across your podcast. Oh, that sounds a bit rude. I like coming across. Fun. (laughs) Really enjoyed it. Very funny. And now I will never eat pancakes again. (laughs) Fair. Honestly. And he finishes with, keep it up. Also sounds wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a fair British accent. If I heard that in a movie, I'd be like, oh, they almost got it. Hey, that was almost a compliment. Here to keep you humble. Oh, here's uh, one from... Sean again on Instagram and he just sent a bunch of pictures in color of MLK and um, his protests and his speeches and uh, just said listening to today's episode where Cam started to discuss the sanitized or revised history of civil rights and the same way MLK photos are so often shared in black and white to make it seem so long ago. I've a lot of people have been talking about that recently about how so many yeah photos from the civil rights movement were actually taken in color and they are distributed widely in black and white. Um, and it's, it really serves the purpose of education to make it feel like that is a time gone by when it really wasn't that long ago. One of the reasons we feel like it was much longer ago than it actually was. And then we have one more from Tyler from Instagram and says, hello, Mike and Cam. So a few weeks ago, I was chatting with a man on scruff, (laughs) screamy face, and we were talking about (laughs) podcasts. Tyler, that's not what you use scruff for. Don't talk about podcasts. You're doing it wrong, but God bless. (laughs) He recommended I check out my best friend's journal. Oh, okay. Do talk about podcasts on scruff. (laughs) We're going to start advertising on scruff. Uh, Well, I have now listened to all 51 episodes. I fell so in love so quickly. Oh, that's sweet. I belt out the theme song every time it starts, and it's really been the only thing I have been using to take breaks from fighting the injustices of the world in the ways that I'm personally able to. Also, I should point out that I used to live very close to Albany, which I've mentioned is where I'm from, that area, and just left this year to move to Philadelphia. Oh my God, buddies. So much Um, in common. He says Elvez, which we mentioned once, is in fact some amazing Mexican food. Yeah, I know. Duh. Thank you so much, Mike, for sharing your life in this way. And thank you, Cam, for leading Mike like the ghost of journal past. (laughs) You're a dynamic duo. And the way you two clearly have such a love and respect for each other is amazing. All my love, Tyler. P.S. Get to the dad stuff. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. I love him. Also, uh, if you don't take me to El Vaz when we are in Philadelphia, you are dead to me. And Tyler, Darren, Sean, if you want more of my best friend's journal, I've got some places you can look. Cam, tell them where. You can look online at mybestfriendsjournal.com. You can find us on social media at MBFJ Podcast. And you can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Uh, we love, love, love to hear from you. So please keep those messages coming. Um, but before you send us a message, please make sure that you've rated, reviewed, and subscribed on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That means so much 
attached to us. We do appreciate that. All right. That does it for episode 55. Until next time, Mike, always remember... Lou Pickles was a dirty old man. Not a good babysitter. Reptile! <laughs> Sure, I coaxed a load out of that fat dick. (laughs) Don't I have a way with words? (laughs) 